Hello everyone, you're listening to the Digipire podcast where we discuss everything technology and how to make money in the, the cloud and build your digital empire. Today we are we're talking with Willie Crawford and this is the interview that I did several days ago. This is a recording and yeah, so we're going to get started and hope you guys are doing well. Hello, welcome to the Digipire podcast. Joining us today is a true veteran of the internet marketing scene and someone who, if you don't already know, you will soon want to. He's been called one of the most genuine and most respected marketers in the world today. And in this session, you'll hear why he thinks it's important to choose who you listen to, why you should have a loose plan, but also still be open to change, and why age isn't an issue. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Willie Crawford. Welcome to the Digipire podcast. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Okay, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Well, you've been around the internet marketing scene for many, many years. How many years has it been on the, how many years has it been and how did you get started, Willie? I've been around since 1996. Uh, at that time, I was in the U- United States Air Force and uh, I had been trained in economics and business in college and I was ready to start a business of, of my own, even though I had six years before I would retire from the military. And so I uh, was in an office job where I had access to the early Internet, and I looked out and saw advertisements on the Internet that said you could make money uh, by doing different things, and so I just started doing them. Well, that's pretty neat. And here we are now, all these years later, and you're still as active, or possibly more active than ever. What kinds of things are you working on at the moment? Well, my biggest thing right now is uh, doing the rank and rent websites, and I'm actually working on putting together a course on how to do that because it's it's fairly easy to build a website and even to rank it in uh, the search engines, but to go out to find a tenant, a renter, that's the the challenge for a lot of people. And so, I decided to do a six week uh, course, which will six weeks. Six one-hour sessions, and so I'll have six hours of recorded audio and video and the transcripts, and I'll sell that as one of one of my many many products. Uh, other than that, I'm turning sixty-one next month, and um, I want to work less, and so I'll still do some consulting, but I and I'll do some internet marketing where I'll mail out a newsletter several times a week, but I won't do much else. I was going to say, you're going to make sure that you match the lifestyle to what you're doing online as well. So what, what, So that's the dream, I think, for most people, isn't it? Yes, it is. And uh, I'll have my military pension, and um, when I turn 62, I, I'll get a, um, a Social Security pension, they call it. And so I'll have like you know, lots of uh, sources of income. I don't need to work 18 hours a day anymore. I've done that in the past, and uh, it's sort of crazy. I can only imagine I hear you on that. It's funny in internet marketing or just business in general, you can work for hours and hours and hours, days and days, and absolutely see no return, maybe until, until you know, months or even years later sometimes. So, But anyway, what made you want to get into internet marketing in the first place? When I looked around, I was just trying to figure out what I could do, and I, I came across a number of people who said, uh, what you do is you... Uh, build an audience and you find out what they want and you offer it to them and uh, but but what really made me get into internet marketing was the fact that I 
when I first started, I was flying C-130 aircraft, and so I was flying all over the world, and I, I put in a 16 to 18 hour crew duty day, and then land, and then try to do some work on the on the computer, and uh, so I needed something that was portable, and uh, you know, so that no matter where I was, as long as I had access to the internet, I could work on my business too, and and so that's sort of what nudged me towards internet marketing. And how how <clears throat> excuse me, I have a, I'm trying to get a cold, I think. And how easy or how hard? Or what did you find it right back right back then at the very start? Uh, it was. Very difficult at the very start because the standard crew duty day uh, is you were expected to put in up to 18 hours working from when you first showed up at the air, at the base operation to plan your mission. And so I'd work up to 18 hours, then land, and then get on the computer and maybe put in another four hours maybe. So some days, some nights I slept maybe two hours and I'd, I'd fall asleep at my keyboard and I'd wake up and because I'd had my hand resting on the computer, the screen would be full of disease or whatever. Uh, so it was uh, exhausting at first. Okay, so how quickly, how quickly did, did you start to make money online once you started actually committing to doing this? Uh, about a year. Uh, yeah, it took about a year. Uh, at, at first it was trying to figure out what to do, what to offer people and uh, I was told uh, find something that you know and then build an audience around that and the only thing I really knew that I, I thought would be marketable was uh, I had grew up, grown up on a farm in North Carolina where I'd learned to cook and with my, my grandmother she started teaching me at about age seven and uh, so I put together a website that was all around cook cooking or as the people in the UK say cookery and uh, I started building an audience, and uh, around 2000, they, my mailing list enjoyed my, my recipe so much, they asked me if I had a cookbook, and I said, no, but if you want one, I'll write one, and they said, we'll buy it, and so I pre-sold about 200 copies before I even started writing the book, and it's, it's published in 2000, and it still sells to this day. Okay, well, and now here you are, and as you said, I think you said you're you're about to start, you're about to hit your 61st birthday. So as a man in your 60s, I guess what you're saying is that the age isn't a barrier to this and that the Internet has kind of leveled the playing field for everyone, no matter what age you are? Yes, I've seen people as young as like 14 starting online businesses, and I've seen many people in their 70s and even 80s. Uh, I, I used to attend a lot of seminars and conferences, and I, I'd sit and talk to people in their 70s and 80s, and they were very... Uh, lucid first of all and so uh, we were all uh, sharing the same experiences the same dreams and hopes and so it was just a matter of figuring out what uh, putting all the pieces together but anyone can do it though regardless of age okay so the internet's changed since way back in, in 1996 and it's developed it's evolved it's changed massively from from what it is then to what it is today of course so what would you say what would you say it would be easier or harder to get started today? It's easier to get started because there's more um, more tools, more training, more people who have experiences you can tap into. The, the problem, though, is knowing who to listen to because there are lots of people who, when they first start, they do what we call fake it until you make it. And so there's a lot of training out there. There's nothing but theory. And so you have to be very careful who you listen to. But then at the same time, I, I look back at all the people that I've encountered over the past 24 years online, and 
fully 80% of those people are not a, not on in business online anymore. So I guess they burn out, you know, if, if um, they are disingenuous. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And if you were starting out today, Billy, what do you think maybe would, would you do differently to what you did back then, back in, in 1986 or over 20 years ago? I mean, as you say, there are more tools around these days, but do you think that the, that the tools will make things easier on you or... I would focus on a different market. Uh, the one I would focus on the one I'm focusing on now. When I first went into business online, I focused on teaching uh, ordinary people to build a business, to take their their knowledge, their skills, and uh, uh, create information products, and then sell those, and at, and build a, a mailing list, and and market their products and other people's products to their list. And so I worked with a lot of people who had no absolutely no business. That, experience and many of them were unwilling to learn the, the skill set they needed and so uh, some and probably 90% of them never you know had any major success and so today uh, if I started over again I would focus on business owners uh, which is what I'm focused on now anyway because they have business have experience running businesses they have the pressures of running business they have to, they have to make decisions tough decisions and so they're more i enjoy working with them more uh, i guess I, I should say okay so you got that lifestyle you can work the hours you want to work when you want to work them as, as opposed to the other way around so i guess in terms of domain stuff the, the domain stuff that you're doing and the course that you're putting it together just could you walk us through that process i mean how long does it take take you to do it with somebody with with your level of experience well I, I was trained early on to record almost everything you do and so um, I just I, I had people who noticed that I was working building websites renting them or selling them buying and selling them and they asked me a lot of questions about what I was doing and so I said well why don't I train you and I said in fact why don't I do like a six-week course where we'll during the six weeks, we'll cover all the different aspects uh, from where do you, uh, how do you decide what markets to focus on, where do you buy the, the domains, and how do you build the websites, and how do you get them ranked high in the search engine, and how do you find uh, the renters or buyers, and if with the renters, how do you collect the monthly rent, things like that, and so. I decided to, I just floated out and said, I'm going to do six weeks. Each week I'll do one hour of teaching, and at the end of the hour I'll uh, reserve some time for questions and answers. And during those six weeks I'll be recording everything, and so at the end of six weeks I'll have uh, uh, probably about nine hours of training plus the questions and answers. Uh, training and questions and answers combined will be about nine hours of material. And then I was taught... Uh, well, if you're going to do video, you may as well rip off the audio and have the audio uh, offered too, and you may as well transcribe it and offer the PDFs, and so offer it in three different formats, and that's that's what I'll be doing there. And so it's very easy, actually, because I'm, I'm going to spend an hour uh, a week teaching, uh, and then I'll do the question and answer, and so I don't really have to do a lot of preparation in advance. I, I need to know what I'm going to teach each week, but all I really need is to get started is the first week's material, and then after the first week, then I can uh, sit down and, and uh, prepare for the second week. Uh, in, in between the two 
uh, sessions. And so it's it's fairly easy to just get started. And uh, and then if questions come up or problems, I, I can adjust to that. And coming from a military background, I learned that you could have the most flawless plan. And as soon as you got started uh, executing the plan, or take, you take off from in, in an airplane and things start going wrong and the plan completely changes. And so, you know, it, it's, uh, I've been taught, you, you plan things out, you flow them out, but you don't plan on sticking completely to the plan. And so, uh, I, you know, with me, it's uh, very difficult to, to frazzle me anymore uh, because I've been through so many experiences uh, while in the military, uh, including seven uh, conflicts, uh, well, four, four wars and uh, a number of insurgency operations. And so, you know, there, there's very few things I can encounter now that would, would uh, shake me up more than those things that did. Yeah, I, I definitely hear you on that. And, you know, you've got a lot of experience to be able to, to cope with, you know, just about anything, as you say, that, that's thrown at you online. And like you said, you know, anything that's thrown at you online is nothing like what you've, what you've experienced, you know, in the military. And I, and I guess off the back of that, I mean, what you're saying is almost the same. You're saying to almost have like a loose plan, but also take on board other people's feedback so that they can actually steer the way that this course that, that you're going to be putting together is it going to actually evolve and become that six weeks worth of training so that the people, <coughs> excuse me, that are on there, on the live training, they get exactly what they need in order to be able to model what you're doing? Yes, and, and with most information products that are, that are sold on the Internet or even offline, fully 90% of the people who purchase the products never use them, never execute all the way through to, to see the results. And so one of my... Um, goals is to make sure that every student that's in my class, if they are willing, will, will uh, at the end of the class be already uh, buying and renting websites. And so my goal is for them to see results by the end of the training. And and then I can turn around and ask those people for testimonials, and that'll be half of my, my uh, copy on my website, people you know saying that we did what Willie taught us and we got results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love the fact that, that as well as you say that you can <clears throat> do this by effects or just planning the first week, the, the first one-hour session, obviously, you can go to market with that and get the people signed up and give it a starting date. And, and then, you know, once once you've done the first presentation, then weeks two, three, four, five, and six, they, they follow on thereafter. So effectively, I guess you're, you're creating the product. You've sold it before, and you've actually created the product as a, you've actually created the product as opposed to, to the other way around, which I think a lot of people fall into that trap uh, of wanting to create something amazing right out of the gate, you know, and then they'll go off and, and they'll make it perfect, then they'll go to market and try and sell it. But of course, by that point, they've done it the, the wrong way around. So it seems to me like you've got the idea, and, and that's a great way of moving forward. And I guess in terms of, of where you are now in your life, and obviously you've been online for a long time, but can I ask, when you first started, were your friends and family supportive of what you did, or were they dismissive, or how did that work out for you? They were supportive, but they didn't fully understand what I was doing. They just knew that I had a part-time job I was I was doing on, on the computer. I didn't really explain it, and I was flying uh, airplanes, and so when I started, I was actually 96. I would have been in Hawaii, 
and uh, I went from Hawaii to Alaska, and then Alaska to Florida, and so, and I've been to like 60 different countries uh, while flying, um, and learned a little 19 languages, so I, I was all over the world, and I, I was often away from home for as long as three months at a time, uh, so, but a lot of what I was doing was in isolation. In fact, when I first came up, start, started my business online, the first, see, I started in 96, and it wasn't until 2002 that I actually attended a, a seminar and, and met other people doing the same thing I was doing. Until that time, I was sort of a, a lone wolf. Um, and then I was invited to speak at a seminar. Uh, someone noticed that I had written a cookbook and it was doing quite well. And they wanted me to speak at the seminar because they wanted at least one speaker there who was doing something other than teaching people how to make money by teaching people how to make money. They wanted someone with a real product. And so they invited me to speak. And that was my first seminar. At that event, I noticed that all the other speakers were very willing to share what they were doing. Uh, and, and in fact, all of them uh, suggested working with each other and I did projects with five of the speakers who were at that first event I attended, and uh, and that was very eye-opening because if because when you work alone in isolation, you you feel like you're sort of it's you against the world, and then you realize when you start meeting people that it's not it's you work together and you all uh, teach each other what what you you're doing to succeed, and uh, it makes it easier for you. Yeah, and it makes such a big difference, really. I mean, if you were starting out now, what advice would you give to someone who's in the same boat? Whether they're just trying to start out the same the same time as you, what what advice w would you give to them? I would uh, advise them first of all to not uh, try to figure everything out on their own, um, because what happens is a lot of times uh, that they. Newbies tend to think that they don't have a lot of money to invest in training and things like that. And so they say, well, I'll just watch what the successful people are doing and I'll, I'll copy what they're doing. The thing is, they don't see everything that the successful people are doing. And, and, and so they, they're guessing and they're missing pieces of the puzzle. And even when they hire someone to train them, uh, the person who teaches them often isn't aware of all the things they're doing. They're, they're, they have little nuances that make a difference, and they don't recognize those things. So, I, I would, but I would advise them to to get a, a coach, uh, and also once they decide that they're going to uh, perhaps create their own products and things like that, then I would advise them to outsource as many tasks as they can. They may not feel like they can afford that either, but it makes life so much easier, and it allows them to to uh, scale, to, to grow so much faster. When you're doing everything by yourself, um, it, it's it's very challenging. And, and I also, you, you touched upon this, um, the people creating huge products and spending months, years doing it, and then rolling them out. And the mistake I see a lot of people making, people that I've mentored and, and coached, is they don't survey the market first to confirm the market wants the product. Um, my friend Marlon Sanders, uh, who's I think started on, on the internet in 1994, he, he teaches uh, you come up with an idea, a product idea, and you survey your audience and ask them, you know, if they want that, or or you ask them. He does a 12 question survey where he, he'll say, well, what do you want me to cover next? And he'll give them, you know, 
10 choices or whatever, and then they tell him what they want. And then he will create a small version of the product. And he typically, uh, he advises just doing an audio and you test market that, see if the market actually buys it. If they don't buy it, then you go to, go to something else. But you don't you don't sit down and create a you know twenty module course with with all these things all these parts and pieces not knowing that the market really will wants it and will buy it so it's it's letting your customers tell you what they want and I see a lot of beginners uh, making the mistake of not doing that and then they fall in love with their product the idea of their product and so they keep trying to sell it to people who don't want it and uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> I think it's true, isn't it? And it's really interesting that you stopped at that point in particular because I think a lot of people do start to chase down a rabbit hole, and as you say, they get they get so enamored by their product that they want to try and turn it into this product that people are going to buy, and then it just becomes a frustration. I think it's, it's I think it's why people aren't buying this, so, so therefore I'm not going to do anything else because they've they've kind of convinced themselves that that trying to sell things online doesn't work. So it's almost like like that self-fulfilling prophecy that we all know about, in a way. You mentioned Merlin Sanders' name just a second ago, and I guess he's one of your mentors? Uh, he's a, a close friend, uh, and uh, he, he's, I wouldn't call him a mentor. My first mentor was Jim Daniels, uh, who he started in 1996, 1995, and uh, he, the first information product I purchased was a book he wrote on, on how to start a business online. He took his uh, income tax refund check, purchased a used computer, and started his business uh, back in 96, too, I think, maybe 95. And uh, he, he was a person I, I modeled, and I, I read his materials, and I copied what he did. And uh, so I, I would call him my first mentor, and we, st we talked yesterday, actually, so uh, we're, we're very close. Um, but um, I've, had, I've had numerous mentors, though, uh, some who were formal mentors and some who were just uh, people who, who gave advice. We actually exchanged advice. Uh, people like uh, Rich Sheffern, if you know who he is, uh, we talked back and forth a lot in the early days. And uh, he was he was trying to figure out what his expertise was and what he wanted to, to be when he grew up. And uh, he finally figured out, you know, coaching and mentoring and um steering business owners in the, in the right direction. He, and he does a marvelous job of that still today. Um, but so I've had a lot, lots of mentors over the years. A lot of them who wouldn't say we didn't have a formal uh, relationship, uh, but they were teaching me and I, I was teaching them some things too. Well, this is so cool. I, I remember, I remember when I first found out about you when I first discovered you on the warm forum back in the day when you soon got a very, very strong reputation as being one of the, the most genuine people in there. I think it was probably maybe in the early 2000s, maybe 2001, 2002, I, I'm not sure. And as I say, you're one of the most re respective figures in there even then. And, and that's why I was really excited about talking with you today so we could just get some insight from you. I mean, what, what's next for you, Willie? You've, you've done so much, and as you say, you want to take a step back, but can I, I just can't. I, but I can imagine you're know, the kind of person that, that might take a step back, but then will continue doing what you do because you love it so much. I think that's where we all want to be in life, really, because we're we're doing we're doing what we love. I think that's what everybody wants. So, so what's in it for you? What's in it for your future? What do you have in store for your future, really? 
I will probably continue teaching, uh, even though I, I I probably won't do that much one-on-one coaching, except with, with uh, I'll do uh, consulting with business owners, brick-and-mortar business owners. But I'm a trained platform speaker, so uh, I went through John Shelter's uh, training, and I know how to give a presentation on stage and manipulate the audience or get it, get control them psychologically and all those things. I know NLP, uh, but I don't use that when I give presentations most of the time. But I, I enjoyed speaking. I, I've probably uh, spoken at like 40 or 50 seminars in the U.S., uh, the U.K., Singapore, Malaysia, um, all over. And um, so I, I can see myself doing that as I do more travel anyway. Uh, but so, so consulting and um, renting my websites out. <laughs> And I'd say that's a, a great income stream as well, isn't it? It is. It is. You you can put uh, the domainers who go out and they purchase domains and they hold on to them as an investment or they sell them. Uh, if you buy the right ones, you can get them for as little as like $10 and, and a day or two later sell them for a couple hundred dollars. I mean, it's that easy if you know what you're doing. Uh, but uh, it's... Uh, it's it's better to have an an income stream by uh, uh, building them out, getting them ranked in the search engines, and then renting them out to business owners. Who every business needs more customers. They need more leads, more people coming through their their doors, whether it's online or offline. And so, all I'm doing is uh, f- figuring out where their customers are, who their customers are, and then building a website that gets their attention. And then turning around and saying, I have your customer's attention. Why don't you write this website for me? And if, if I go into a, a niche with, uh, like, uh, I don't know, um, say lawyers, and I have a website that targets uh, a need for a specific type of lawyer in a, in a specific city, uh, then I approach someone and, and rent them my website. And if they ever decide that I want to rent it from me, I just turn around and rent it to one of their competitors. They know I will do that. So, you know, if, so whether you're a dentist or a chiropractor or you know a contractor or whatever, if you don't continue renting my site, then I just find your competitor or someone else in the same city and I rent it to them. So it's once you get the site rented or get it ranked in the search engines, it, it's fairly uh, dependable. You know, it, it'll, it'll continue for years and years, probably decades. Yeah, that, that's a really great model. I know a, a lot of people are doing it now, but what, which do you enjoy most? Do you enjoy creating a product or, or speaking on stage these days? It is, and I, I guess it's, you know, that there's they often say that people that people fear public speaking more than even death, uh, and uh, yet I'm, I'm so accustomed to speaking in, in front of audiences. In the military, I, I was forced to get on stage and, and even have politicians and, and generals in the audience, and my job was to explain portions of the mission, you know, the flight we were doing and things like that, and so I, I grew very accustomed to just standing up in front of people and, and explaining things and teaching people, and so it's something that 
Well, I, I enjoyed teaching in the first place. I'm, I'm a, a martial artist, and for a while I taught um, karate uh, to to students, and so um, and I and I got 40 years experience in the martial arts. So I, I enjoyed you know teaching there too, and and what I discovered is when you teach anything, uh, you have to that that forces you to really learn your topic too. So uh, so you know, uh, but but I enjoyed I just enjoy speaking. Uh, yes. The, you have the podium power they call it you know you're you're in front of the room and everyone's focused on you and they have to listen to you yeah i think that's true and i guess the great thing about the great thing about live speaking is as i say the the interaction that, that you get from the audience and, and the fact that you you know you can look out and get an instant reaction from the audience as opposed to to when you create a product or or build something online you, you're just you're just creating it and sending it out and sending it out later, so you don't get that that instant feedback that 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 you don't get the instant feedback that you get with a live audience. So it must be nice to have that <coughs> excuse me that inner that human interaction as well, which is something that we don't get as internet marketers because this could be a lonely game otherwise, can't it? It can be. I. I... I uh, do a lot of webinars, and I also do a lot of Facebook Lives lately. And, you know, you get the interaction there uh, because I can bring other people on camera, but I, but I can, at, at a minimum, you have them chatting with me in, in the chat uh, window over Facebook or YouTube or several other platforms. And so you get the, you get the interaction there, and, and it's a very powerful way of marketing, too, because people feel like they... Uh, are, are interacting with you. You know, it's not like you're standoffish. You're the teacher and and the the guru, or the, that you know you you know no more than they do, or feel like you are better than they are. They get to interact with you and feel like, you know, I you have to actually communicate with them, and it's not just one way communication; it's two way communication. Yeah, Facebook Live has has really has really has really changed things up i mean a lot of people are using it in, in a lot of different ways i mean it's not like back in the old days where you send out a dvd and and people would watch that dvd dvd at home but that you know that was that was very much a one-way conversation and you say these days with, with youtube and on facebook live you do have that that two-way communication but still those people are welcoming you into their homes as well as into their lives i mean it, it's it's a two-way street so, so it does create that that human bond, which is great, and I think it's it's important for marketing. It gives your brand a, a lot more, I guess, credibility. And also, I would say necessary. I also would say it's necessary for what we're trying to do in our business. It is. People need to feel that they actually they, they know you and that you care for them, and uh, that they, you know, when they can see you and they can read your body language. Um, they get a feel for who you really are, and and even in like email marketing, um, I was trained that you write when you're writing, you pretend that your avatar or, or your your typical customer is sitting right across the table from you, and you're writing to not a, a list of people, you're writing to one person. So you know when I, when I get emails that say you guys instead of you. I said this person doesn't know what they're doing because they need to make the person that is reading the email feel they're talking specifically to them and not to, you know, a group of people. Uh, so they don't get it. But, um, so, but so, so it's it's really uh, human to human interaction. 
Yes, absolutely, exactly. And, and as the old saying goes, people buy from people, they don't buy from businesses. So you have that personality and that connection, as you say. I mean, how can we find out more about you? If our, list, our, if our listeners and our readers want to find out more about you, how do they do that? Uh, they can visit my, my website at willycrawford.org. It's willycrawford.org. Or I'm very... Uh, I'm very visible on, on social media, so if I just go to Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn and just type in my name, uh, I use the same photo everywhere, <laughs> so once they learn what my face looks like, uh, they, they would find me, but uh, on, on Facebook, which is where I'm most active, uh, they would just go, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Willie Crawford 1, Willie Crawford number 1, I guess that's another Willie Crawford who beat me to just to play Willie Crawford. Okay, great. Well, Willie, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you today. I really do appreciate you taking the, the time to do this, and I wish you all of the success with what you're about to achieve. And, of course, kudos to you for everything that you've achieved so far in life. It's great to hear your story, and I'm sure everyone else will enjoy hearing it as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, you have been listening to the Digipire podcast. You can find us online at Digipire. You can find a list of all of our podcasts at digipire.com slash podcast, along with future podcasts that we have planned. Thank you for listening.